0: Thank you for tuning in to All About the Girls, the podcast, where your host, me, Jenny Craig Brown, interviews incredible women to learn what powers them, what inspires them, and how they make our world a better place. Let's get to it. Here I am, this is what I have to say, and you should be confident. You just have to think of your feet. And let young girls know that... Anytime that something terrible happens, there's good somewhere. We have incredible communities across the state. When we put it together, we can help even more people. You can't be too hard on yourself. This is what you get, people. Embrace this. Exactly. Exactly. That's fantastic. Welcome, everybody. In this month's episode, we have Dr. Vanessa Allen McLeod, president and CEO of the Urban League of Northwest Indiana. She is an absolute stunning woman who literally looks like she's not a day over 35, but also has six kids, 12 grandkids, Put herself through school while with two kids. She is just uh, well known in the community, absolutely stunning at everything she does. Nicknamed Dr. V, couldn't go wrong there. She is just an absolute. Honor to have in the studio everybody. I give you our Dr. Vanessa Allen McLeod episode. Let's get to it. All right, in the studio today with me is Dr. Vanessa Allen McLeod, President and CEO of the Northwest Indiana Urban League. welcome first thank of you, all thank
1: you glad to be here
0: uh, yes you are here in the studio we're so excited to have you uh, we've had pictures taken we've got all yes. we're, we're all set and ready to go <laughs> for the the audience that doesn't know you um, which is probably very few people oh no uh, <laughs> Just uh, kind of introduce yourself. Tell um, the world just a little bit about you. You can dive into maybe
1: a little bit of your career background, Mm -hmm. what you do day to day um, in your current career. Just tell us about you. All right. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for inviting me. I'm excited. It's below zero outside, (laughs) but I'm glad to be here anyway. um, Winter
0: Northwest Indiana. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's it. But
1: we we do. We put our boots on Mm -hmm. and our scarves, and we keep it moving. Get the cute outerwear, and then it doesn't
0: matter so much that freezing because you look
1: adorable thank you (laughs) well i am um vanessa allen mcleod and i've been the president and ceo of the urban league for 12 years i was appointed uh january 15th of 2010 Uh, january 15th is a memorable day because it's dr martin luther king's actual birthday and it's also my daughter's birthday my oldest daughter uh birthday so i'm just glad how perfect it was yeah it was just a perfect time to be appointed uh the president ceo of the urban league of northwest indiana Uh, my beginnings were um i started should i say uh and graduated from horseman high school in 1977. Uh, and we can keep talking about all of that but when i graduated from high school jenny i didn't have any um motivation to go to college okay college was not I wanted to just get out of my parents house (laughs) you know and just go to work and make some money okay because you know I was tired of emptying the garbage every day walking the dog washing the dishes I just wanted my own thing let
0: me go do my own thing in my own space
1: yes yes so that was what I thought I wanted to be maybe um, an airline stewardess okay fun you know just fly all over Mm -hmm. right then I thought about medicine I thought about maybe a nurse but i can't stick needles in you i, mm. I can pray for you but i can't <laughs> you know put the needle in so you know count as that out now in my high school year jenny i was in rotc for four years fantastic so i actually could have graduated and gone directly into the service but of course all my mentors my teachers were saying go to college go to college no so i took the scenic route okay the, the scenic route is you fall in love, you meet this man, you live with him, and then you have a baby and then you get married. <laughs> then you have another baby and then you get divorced. And any part of this that you want to cut out, fine. But I just like to be no, transparent. No, I love it. Absolutely, This is the
0: real that I love to talk about with women is that stuff. That yeah. and, and especially, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, that meant that you had no future. And I think that's what women today are proving wrong over and over again, is you can take the Cedar route, which I think is the best way anyone (laughs) has ever said that,
1: and you can still do do. really great, amazing things. Exactly, exactly. I always had good communication skills. I was always, um, should I say, a person that cared Mm. about other people Mm -hmm. and uh, tried to help other people. So. Back in 1986, I was hired as a secretary at Purdue University Calumet. It's now Purdue University Northwest, but it's the Hammond campus. Mm -hmm. Um, I was hired as a secretary in the Educational Talent Search office. The Educational Talent Search office is an office that provides support to people who want to go back to school, Hmm. or who want to get their G D or who want to get a college education. Well, here I am, remember, off of the scenic route, no college, graduation from high school, but no college. Mm-hmm. So, Sue Panther was my boss. Now, Sue Panther stood about five foot two, white woman, with all this blonde hair. Um, she would remind you of Fair Fawcett. Okay. Now, when I say that to the kids today, they say, who is Fair <laughs> <who is> Fawcett? <Farrah? laughs> You're like, listen. Okay, so, Google it. All right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So I need to come up with another illustration for the the students nowadays because when I say fair fun, but Sue Panther had all this this blonde hair, little person, cute, and she said to me, she's my boss, right? She said to me, Vanessa, you should uh, start school. You should go to college. You have some great skills and great qualities. And I said, no, I can't go to college right now because I have these two children. I'm in a divorce right now. You know, he's not paying child support. I'm trying not to go after him and run run him over my car. You know, you can cut all of this out, (laughs) Jenny, whenever you get ready. (laughs) It's the real talk though. I love. You know, but but I was struggling at the time. My mom had died. She died of ovarian cancer. (sighs) I'm an only child. So I told Sue, I can't do this. I can't do this right now. It's it's too much. So she continued to mentor me. And by January, I believe, I had started a class. So I worked full-time, started taking part-time classes after school, get off from after school, go get the children from the babysitter, go home, look over their homework, do my homework, watch Oprah, because Oprah used to come on at like 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) And you're not missing that. Watched Oprah. Pour me a couple of glasses of wine, Good. and then went to sleep and get up, do, go On repeat? This, repeat, oh. drop the children off at the daycare, or the babysitter, go to work all day, go to school. And I did that for 10 years. I, I earned my associate's degree by the time I was maybe 30. Mm-hmm. My bachelor's degree, 30 something, 35. And I, I earned my uh, associate's degree from Purdue. Hmm. then I jumped over to Calumet College and earned my bachelor's degree because they had an 18-month program you could get your bachelor's degree in business organization organizational management so I did that uh, still working at Purdue then I continued on to get my master's I think I was 40 something by the time I earned my master's and then I earned my doctorate in 2013 Girl, how incredible. Isn't that something? Yeah. But I kept um, my focus. I kept um, just thinking about being able to be self-sufficient. Let me just Mm -hmm. say that. And I had two small children when I started off. Now my, my oldest daughter is 41. I tell her, don't tell anybody that because I'm 41, right? Thank you, no. right? Exactly. <laughs> said, you look about 40. No Goodness 41. gracious. we're said can't. that the other day, and I said, are you are what? <laughs>
0: no, no, you're not. I am. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. So my oldest <laughs> daughter is 41. She graduated um, and went on a full ride to IU Bloomington. So she works at IU Bloomington. Okay. I have two wonderful <sighs> grandchildren. My granddaughter is a sophomore at IU Bloomington. My grandson is a junior at Bloomington North gets straight A's, uh, a great basketball player. In fact, if you Google uh, Jaquelan Roberts, he is number three in the state of Indiana playing ball. He's a junior. Oh my gosh. He stands six foot seven. Oh, I love that. I can't believe it. Then my youngest daughter... You're like,
0: wait, this is from my... Like, this person came from me, technically. Like, your grandson is is now six foot seven and grown.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And then my youngest daughter lives in Brownsburg, um, just right outside of Indianapolis. Mm. And her and her husband live there. She graduated from IUPUI, electrical engineering. And uh, I have three other grandchildren, wise, able and faith. Ten okay, and the names are also seven and six. And and so I'm just glad that I was able to, should I say, while I took the scenic route, when I came home and I was studying and doing my homework, my children were also doing their homework. And they understood mm-hmm. that to get an education is important. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to go to college because there are a lot of trade
0: Yeah, there's a lot of open trades. It doesn't have to be college, it could be trade school, it could just be hopping right into a trade that you really know that you love. Certificate,
1: mm -hmm. um, welding, engineering, you know, all of those are certificate. Cosmetology. Do you know how much I pay to get my hair done every day? Listen, do you (laughs) understand? Exactly. My beautician has a half million dollar house somewhere out there (laughs) (laughs) that you are helping pay for. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) But we, you know, we, let's look at those things and mm-hmm. we needed to put some carpet down in our house. You know, we need a carpenter to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to definitely go to college to make a living, but you need to identify something that you like doing
0: yeah where can you what direction can you head exactly. what would make you happy fulfilled what are you do you think you're good at and if not if you don't know those things how do you find exactly. them out but I think that's really important and just taking one step in front of the other I think that's so important and something I'm learning in a book I'm reading right now it's all about you don't have to accomplish all that in three no. years one year today it can really be an Anything you want to accomplish in life, take a, a step today. Yes. Take one step today yes. towards that. Start a new Google Doc right. for your business plan. Just make the doc itself. Don't even do that's anything. Right. And then tomorrow, put a title on it. And the next exactly. day, write some stuff. Exactly. You know. And I think that's really important because then before you know it, you're where you are.
1: Yes. And so accomplish just by taking a little baby step every day. And you know, the other thing I wanted to stress too is... Sue Panther was a mentor to me. She was my boss, but she was a mentor and she was a friend. And um, she was this white woman who sometimes you think, oh, well, you need to mentor a black person or a black person needs it or a Hispanic person needs it. No, Sue was this white person that had a heart of gold. And I just wanna stress the fact that whatever in your heart reaches the other heart. It doesn't matter what uh, race, what your yeah. ethnicity, you know, just meet people where they are. You know, I remember the time during the scenic route, when my mom died, I had to go on welfare assistance. Mm-hmm. I was on welfare uh, in Gary, the welfare office was on 8th and Broadway, and then there was another office on Fifth Avenue, at Trustee. So, I would have to go to the welfare office, talk to those people, go down here to the Calumet trustees to get the milk voucher mm. and this for your, your light and gas to pay your, because I was really struggling during that time. Yeah. And I remember walking into the welfare office and the caseworker was so rude. Mm. Uh, she didn't look at me. She was saying, She I would come in and she would say, you can sit over there. How many jobs have you applied for? Are your children by the same father? What? Kind of coming in Just, with such heavy doubt in you as a person. Exactly. Exactly. Here I was walking into a business. I'm hurt. I'm already. You're in need and probably so uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. And this isn't fun for anyone. This isn't. And she was so rude. And I said, if I ever got in a position of leadership, I would not treat people like that. So in my office, what I do is, um, in our professional development training, I said, if Senator whoever comes in, I need you to stop what you're doing, smile and say, good morning, good afternoon. How may I help you? If um, the little old lady comes in, you need to stop what you're doing, get up, maybe walk around and offer that person a seat offer them some water and if the young lady with red blue green and purple hair with five babies coming in you need to stop and smile and say good morning good afternoon It's, it's all about empowering yes people
0: and when you have that attitude from the point that you meet that person that sets a tone Yes. and it could be good or it could be bad and if you make it good that person's better off their yes. days better which influences everything else exactly. they do that day exactly. and then potentially the next day But yes. when you ruin someone's day right I just for absolutely no reason exactly it's just not a good feeling for anyone and it,
1: it doesn't help anybody it is yeah it's, hor- it's horrible mm-hmm. so I, I that's think really smart that part of my, should I say my values and what I do in life comes from my mom You know, my mom, uh, we moved to Gary back in 1967, 1968. Gary was just booming with stores. You could just go anywhere in Gary and buy this. So we moved to Third and Arthur, which is the Horseman area. Hmm. We were maybe the first or second African-American family to move on the block. But it was interesting because my mother appointed herself the block club president. I love this. And so she would wait until I would get home from Voor Elementary School. Okay. She would knock at the door on the block and introduce herself. See, this is my daughter. Vanessa crazy. Just crazy. I love it. I wish more people did that today. You know, just and so ultimately, we formed a block club on that block of all kinds of people. You know, we had uh, white folks, Latino, Hispanic people. We had a couple more black folks that had moved in. And we just had a big old party. We used to have this yes. black party. And it was because my mother started communicating with everyone. So we knew I your family. That. We knew how many was in your family. We knew every car that pulled up. You know, What a cool sense of community that <laughs> yes. you're building,
0: too. And then it's number one, y'all can watch out for each other, exactly. right? Exactly. And then that way, when you notice a new car, or right. you notice something maybe just not exactly. quite right, you can ask your neighbor that exactly. you know now, exactly. and it creates that community sense and the care for one another. Yes,
1: so my mom started that in me of just one, being forthright and saying hello how are you yes (laughs) greeting people with a smile it doesn't matter who or where and then I guess my job positions you know I worked at um, it used to be called Gary National Bank okay it was on Fifth and Broadway I had a dynamic boss uh, Bill Joyner who also tried to tell me to go to college. You need to go get some skills. And I was like, no, I'm just here to make some money. (laughs) And then one day they asked me to be on this committee because they were going to hire an administrative assistant and they were gonna pay that person $10,000 more than what I was making. So I said, Oh, I would love to be on that committee. So they said, Vanessa, what do you think this person should do working at the bank? I said, they should be timely, they should have good interpersonal skills, you know, they should understand the banking, you know, I just went on and went on. They posted that job, Jenny, and it had everything I said except one sentence must have a year or two of college experience. I said, who said that? I didn't say that. I had my suit ready to be interviewed. <laughs> You're like, wait, I thought this was for me. For I don't, me? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't comprehend. So, of course, I was, like, angry. I was mad. I wanted to give yeah. Mr. Bill Join a piece of my mind. And so as I slowly walked to the boss's office, thinking, now, be careful. You're going in the boss's <laughs> office. He said to me, Vanessa, I try to encourage you to at least start or do something because that's when the transition, you know, back in 1977, 78, you know, that's when they started the transition of needing uh, college degrees or some college experience. Yeah, like some jobs wanting you to have some sort of college under your belt. Exactly, Mm -hmm. that's when that that whole um, regime started. But needless to say, he was another uh, mentor to me. So all of my jobs, I've had these great people, you know, that mentored me. And I've always been in the space of helping other people. So for instance, at Purdue, I was the secretary in the educational talent search office that was helping people go back to school or get their GED. So once I earned my master's degree, Sue Panther went over to South Suburban College and became the vice president over there. Okay. When she became the vice president, she said, come on over here. She created a position for me. I was the supervisor of student development at South Suburban College. So the departments such as academic assistance reported to me. Um, the Office of Special Needs reported to me. So you see all of these offices where uh, we help people. Right. So I so then, you know, so everything was great over there. We had a great time over there. I, I got some, you know, experience over there. So now my daughters are growing up, yeah. right? Yeah long hair, just as cute as they want to be. And I'm working way over in South Suburban College. And I said, oh, no, I have to get closer to home because, you know, they were my daughters were growing up. You're and missing time. I'm yeah. missing time. And, you know, boys were, you know, knocking, you know, I was you like, need to be wait, watching wait and a yeah. minute. So I happened to move uh, in Miller. I moved right next to Christ Baptist Church. Okay. Uh, where I have Miller. Yeah, I was right, right there, in Miller. The train tracks, the mm-hmm. South Shore is right. I was right. I was in the Glen Ryan area. That's what they called okay. it. I was right there. So my daughters never, never knew until maybe a year or so ago that the spies were in the church. The church secretary, while I was at work, you know, if yes. someone would pull up in the driveway, <laughs> the secretary from the church would call me and say, Vanessa, someone's in your, your Here's driveway. Here's the car, do you know them? Right, exactly. Oh, I love so this so I would so call much. home and say, who is that in the driveway? And my kids is like,
0: They're like Mom. looking around. There's no cameras. That's not a thing. They just don't know how the heck
1: you know they all this. They didn't know. I said, tell that person to leave <laughs> out of the driveway. Whoever that is, tell them to, you know, to oh. leave. So it was funny. Those are some of the experiences. Mm-hmm that um, I had with my children, with the community. So now in the Urban League, we have something called the Federation of Block Clubs.
0: Okay, love this, tell me more.
1: It goes all the way back to when my mom was knocking at the door of people. We need to learn how to, uh, should I say, invite invite each other in and know Mm. more about each other Mm -hmm. and care about each other. So we have the Federation of Block Clubs where we're saying we're going to build block by block. Whatever your needs are in your block, let us know at the Urban League. We will even provide you with um, up to a thousand dollars in materials. Like if you need um, a rake, if you need a lawnmower, If you need help, the community to beautify flowers, whatever you need, you can apply for a grant so that you can build your block. How cool! Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, I mean,
0: there's such a need for that, and I think I've even told the story on this podcast before, but I didn't know my neighbors well. Um, for quite some time. And I still can't say that I know them well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, The one, and we're all a little bit further apart, I'm a pretty rural area, but Mm -hmm. the one on the the left side of my house, I met when I accidentally left myself out of my home with no shoes on. Oh no. Um, Had to kind of tipped over the neighbors, can I please use your phone? Um, And then the other, I didn't really meet until the pandemic and we were all stuck at at home, so I'd see them out more and I'd be outside too. So we'd say hello. But I think if you can, Built, you know, we've got all these apps now like yes. next door, but that doesn't allow you to get to know one another and enjoy each other's company and watch each other's backs. And just I think it's so it's meaningful and important to have a sense of community. Even right. if it's just your block specifically, yes. that's a perfect way to get to know the neighbors, the block party idea me and my husband have talked about it 100 times I would love to have to that do or when like you that. have a party where you invite the neighbors exactly. and I think that was something that was more prominent like 70s and early yes. 80s that we've gotten away from because technology and time right. and schedules and everybody's mm-hmm. so busy
1: mm-hmm. but it's really important we need to stop mm-hmm. we need to slow down yes and think about those things that are really valuable and important and that pandemic taught us a lot it did Yep. I love staying home so much more now than
0: I don't have to go do all the big flashy things. I like to stay home and enjoy time with my husband or stay home and enjoy time at my home. And now if you could include that community and those neighbors
1: in that, it would be so much stronger. So much stronger. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the the, the pandemic taught us something else. There are people who worked and said, oh, no, you can't work from home. You, Mm -hmm. You know, well, watch this. The pandemic taught yep. us that not only can you work from home, but you work more efficiently. Yep. It is something about- Or at least most do. Yes. You know? I
0: think we saw a couple people that definitely didn't in our day. Right. But, but you'll have those everywhere, right? And you they're do. probably not doing a ton while they you were know. in office either. I think it's, you're right, like, motivated people are going to do that like their job That's and what they're right. doing, they're going to do it they're gonna and they're going to, and they want to succeed. That's no one right. does a job and That's hopes right. they don't do well. That's right. They want to do well, That's especially true. when they have good leadership and they have, yes. you know, the right, my husband was
1: glad I was home. He, you know, sometimes i have to say, honey, I'm on a zoom, you know, yeah. because he was like, Hey, you want some popcorn? I was like, no, <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> I'm going to do it's not
0: all fun and games for everybody. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so now when I'm in the other bedroom, which is my office, he'll, you know, he'll do sign Some language. Some motions,
0: like... baby knock.
1: <laughs> right. Listen for a minute. Is she talking to
0: anyone? Can exactly. I hear anyone else?
1: So I'm just thankful that I have a husband. Uh, Anthony and I have been married it'll be five years wow. in May. Okay. And so totally we have six children and 12 grandchildren. Goodness Isn't that gracious, something? It's
0: a beautiful, amazing thing. It's just, you just. And at the young, young age of 41.
1: Exactly. You, <laughs> I have six <laughs> adult children and 12 grandchildren. And Anthony and I knew each other. We knew each other in the fifth and sixth grade. We took the scenic route too. Okay. And then we reconnected at a class reunion. Isn't that wonderful? (gasps) That's really beautiful. Isn't that wonderful? We were at a class reunion, and he was talking about he had a a brain tumor, and he had had surgery. And I was like, what? You know, this was a class reunion. We're on the floor dancing. And you're like, wait, tell me about this. What? And so he said that all of a sudden he couldn't move his arm, and and he went on, he had the surgery, and this was during – from May to June, from Mother's Day to Father's Day, he was in the hospital. Mm. The class reunion is in September. He said, um, I'm going back to, to work in October. I said, what? He said, God healed my body and I'm going back to work. He says, I'm not getting on disability or anything. Wow! Isn't that something? Yeah, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. He said, I am a living example of what God can do and miracles oh. can happen. I love that. That's so great. Isn't that great? And that probably just drew you to him. So So we we were on like the second or the third dance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no one can see her, but she's dancing in her chair.
1: It's fine. I like it. I like it. While while we were talking, so it was just really a good opportunity. Let me just tell you a little about the Urban League. Okay. Okay. So you you everyone now knows my history from from Horseman graduation to Purdue College. South Suburban, I came back to work at the Geary Community School Corporation. I worked there for about 10 or 11 years because that brought me closer to home. And I was over a program called Gear up which stands for Gaining Early Awareness and Readiness for Undergraduate Programs. Okay. I worked with seventh graders up to 12th graders, and I was also over the parent programs and the community outreach. From there, there was a shakeup in the school district. Uh, they wanted to move some people around. You know how things happen like mm. that. So they they fired about six of us in October. Okay. The attorney came back and said, those people are salary. You're going to have to pay them until July. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thank and you. And you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> right. So then they said, oh, well, we better bring them back somewhere. <laughs> Just crazy. So they brought us back and they... Sent me over to Banneker. Banneker was one of our um, high achieving, it was a four or five star school. So I was over there working with the principal. In the meantime, the Urban League's position was available. My predecessor had died, uh, transitioned on in 2009. Mm. And so the job became open. The deadline for the job, uh, to apply for the job was November of 2009. So people were saying, apply for the job. And I was like, no, I'm going back Mm. to the school district. I love working with the parents. I love working with the students. You know, this is, and then, and people came out and protested at the, at the board meeting. I mean, there was like two or 300 people, you know, the church people, because I sing every now and then. They know you, they love you. Yeah. They were like, you did not dare fire Vanessa, you know. So my children drove up. You know, from Indianapolis and Bloomington, and my daughter's spot. I'll never forget. She said, um, "My mother takes care of your children. My mother takes your ch- has taken your children on on college tours. My mother has fed your children because you know my house was the house. Yeah, you know. Yeah, bring all the children to the house. Eat the hot dogs. Do all of this." So in my the one th-
0: house that everybody wants to go to, that everyone stays at, I, that everyone feels welcome at.
1: Yes, and the the in fact, the one little uh, two of Joy's friends, uh, she would say, "I just love your mother," and Joy would say, "My mother is crazy." You
0: <laughs> <laughs> she sees every side of me. You know, so she was a like, little unfair.
1: They was like, "We love to come <laughs> to your house." They say, "You all just don't know my mother." <laughs> The, the we, moment you guys leave, yeah. exactly. So, <laughs> so I, I transitioned. Finally, I applied for the job to be the president and CEO of the Urban League, and I'm so happy. I'm still excited today as I was in 2010 when God blessed me with that job. So now, not only do I work with students in one school district, now I serve Lake, Porter, and Laporte counties. Man,
0: you're county wide. County wide. And that's got to be and and you've been there for quite some time, so it just shows, I think your love for what you do, and like yes. you said, to still say that you're excited is it means a lot
1: excited and and the urban league, some people felt or thought that the urban league was just for Gary. It has been urban League of Northwest Indiana since nineteen seventy six It's just that my predecessor really didn't step over those lines. Mm. you know we still have those boundaries, those invisible lines of racism and stereotyping and people are nervous or whatever. Well, I don't, I'm not, I'm stepping over the line. I'm going to come to Valpo. I'm coming to Michigan City. I'm coming to Hebron. I'm coming because I think we all have something to give and we all have something to share. So that's why we're Lake Porter and LaPorte counties. So we have scholarships available right now.
0: I would love to have you talk a little bit on that. I think uh, for the average person that doesn't know much about the Urban League, just kind of give us your, uh, maybe your mission statement. Let me, yeah. let me
1: give you this, this, this uh, the mission <laughs> statement and the spiel. The Urban League of Northwest Indiana s- promotes services in education, financial literacy, and diversity and inclusion awareness training. So in terms of education, we do workshops mm. for students virtually now. Uh, to, uh, for high school students to try and promote education. We offer scholarships at our annual scholarship fair. We gave out almost $2.7 million last wow. year. Students are bust in from everywhere and we have about 60 or 70 colleges that show up and they're offering you full ride partial wow. scholarships on the spot that's wow. an annual that's an annual event okay. and right now the Urban League facilitates about 30 scholarships from individuals who are saying I want to give a thousand dollar scholarship for students going into education or marketing or business so we have a number of scholarships on mm. our website right now and we also have a thousand dollar scholarships for returning adult students so if anyone is out there that has taken the scenic route and you, you stopped out for whatever reason, we don't care. I'm not going to ask you. It's OK. Yeah. But if you plan no to judgment. go back to school or if you're in school or if you want to go to uh, get a certificate in something, we have about 10 available $1,000 uh-huh. scholarships for returning adult that's students. That's fantastic. Then the financial literacy part is VITA. Volunteer Income Tax Assistance. Okay. If you make less than $54,000 a year, you can call my office. We will do your taxes for free. So you don't have to go to H&R Block or Quickie Sam Listen, or Uncle Sam.
0: and those are so non-reliable. We're, you right. Can, you can be such a reliable source for people. Yes. And... That's fantastic. And now, usually those, I feel like that's always like a, if you make less than $11,000, no. you're like, listen, no one does. Like, this yeah. is a great way for a realistic number. Exactly. And that's awesome.
1: Students, um, senior citizens, and not only do we do it, but we partner with the Northwest Indiana Community Action. Okay. Because they're the ones that partner to get the grant in order for it. We're certified through the IRS. And so Porter County United Way also offers this volunteer Mm -hmm. income tax. And it's not Porter County United Way anymore. It's the, yeah,
0: the United Way of, I believe of Northwest Indiana. Maybe that's it, right, right. They are now one group together. Exactly. So they and Porter are all together, yeah.
1: Exactly, so if anyone needs their taxes done, you can call my office at 219-887-9621 and you can come there or I can refer you to Porter County, let you know where that site is, or the one in Crown Point. And tax time's right around the corner. So this is such viable information. And then of course, our diversity and inclusion awareness training, you know, the conversations have just been important because it's so, you know, we were at home when uh, George Floyd was killed. Mm. We, you know, we were in the pandemic. So we, we watched that literally on TV. Since then, there's just been a lot of organizations that have taken the lead to say we need to start having these courageous conversations about race, yes, about implicit bias, mm-hmm. about stereotyping, you know, um, and that's what we do.
0: And educating the world, I th- so much more than they yes. currently are. It's yes. so important, and I think that that's something that an initiative that I think. We could tenfold and still might not be enough. Absolutely. So I think you're exactly right, and it's great. And I ha- I have seen that growth as well. You see a lot more of yes. that today than you saw two, three, four years ago, one year ago. Right. And so it's really great that we're creating ways to educate the public. Exactly. And, and I we can use always use
1: more of it, but it's awesome to see that there are steps being taken exactly. to educate everyone. So we do that. We have a a large uh, diversity and inclusion awards luncheon that we have every year that's going to be in October where we identify organizations that are proactive in increasing or enhancing diversity in the workplace, community, or leadership. So if you know any organization that's making an effort to do that Call me, we recognize them. And coming up in May, we'll be at Valparaiso University, we'll be having our Diversity and Inclusion Symposium. These are workshops where people can come and have a conversation in a classroom about the same topics that I've talked about. And we're busing in some students because students also wanna hear Mm -hmm. more about how we can better, should I say relate to each other, talk to each other, and respect each other. Yes. That's it. So important. I know Purdue
0: Northwest is also doing um, some really good seminars and courses on inclusion. They would exactly. be a good nominee, actually. Um, but it's just good to see those folks doing that. So um, that's really fantastic. So tell me a little bit. <coughs> Excuse me. hmm Tell me a little bit about uh, you know we're for the all about the girls podcast and the all about the girls event. We are all about women and women empowering each other and one another, building them up. Give me an example of someone, um, and maybe you've already mentioned them, Mm -hmm.
1: uh, a a woman in your life that's really strongly impacted you. That that of course my mom impacted me bless her heart rest in peace Mm -hmm. but especially with that
0: door knocking i'm telling you Um, that community building is is so important (laughs) (laughs) but it also like i think there's such so much behind it too like not only is it a sense of um you know building that community and knowing your neighbors and all of those things that block style but it also just i think teaches you to not be afraid to have a conversation. I was going to
1: say that. Just be brave. Yeah. Be bold. And That's step really out of important. your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. Take the step. Mm-hmm. People work with people every day and don't know too much about them. Yeah. In, 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 your, in your work environment, you never know who has had breast cancer, who's taking care of parents with Alzheimer's because you don't talk. Yeah, how do you, you don't know their journey at
0: all. And I think that that's really hard. And, you know, we're really lucky here. There's, yes. you know, 12 of us full time. So it yes. gets to, I feel like it's easier to get a connection. Yes. But in those big corporate companies and you've got three locations and yes. you see Sue Smith four times right. a month max, right. you right. don't have that. And I think when you are someone that's more comfortable to just say, hey, how are you? Tell me a yes. little bit about yourself. Oh, and then you can remember right. that and ask one question. But asking those questions and being confident yes. enough to ask those questions is something I Think exactly. That probably your mom taught you, and yes. those moms that are like that teach yes. people every day. So and mom it makes them better.
1: Mom impacted my life, and definitely Sue Panther. Yeah,
0: I was impacted, hoping you'd say her as well. Yeah.
1: Sue Panther impacted my life, and there are many others. I I, I can't just go down the list mm. to say I had teachers in high school, you know, that said you can do this. I I was like the top person in ROTC my yeah. senior year. I had all kind okay. of badges and ropes. <laughs>
0: did it all yeah success through everything
1: yeah just did it all but i must say we should take advantage of talking to those people who want the best for you um i'm i'm working on a book right now and it's so far my title is from here to there okay and it's like if you're here is the same here as it was last year you're stuck if you're here is the same here as it was last year you're stuck and very it's time good. to move on
0: pause everyone and think about that for a think minute. about That's that very impressive yeah yeah
1: think about that because you should have risen at some point in the last year in some way in some way mm-hmm. and if you haven't my book is to encourage you as a woman we we do so many things we're the wife we're the mother we're the caretaker you know sometimes we're the breadwinner mm-hmm. you know we're the cook with a psychologist, with a doctor, with all of that,
0: right? The best friend, the worst enemy, we, yes, especially if you have children. I don't, but I feel that way sometimes even yes. myself. I have no kids, but I've got nieces and nephews, yes. and I've got a husband and friends that count on me and a yes. family that counts on me. And yes. all of that stuff, it does get really hard if you it don't does. stop and pause and think about what's important and yes. what where you need to
1: be headed. What's important? What is your goal? What is your mm. dream and how to self-care, how to take care of you? Because we're busy taking care of everybody else. Yes.
0: <laughs> and when you get in that rut of
1: yeah. taking care of everybody
0: else, right. like I said, uh, until recent, if you did that first, you, that's all you were doing. Exactly. You were stuck there exactly. automatically. And exactly. so now, especially with your kind of inspiring story, you can really flip that and From go here to there. literally become a doctor.
1: From here to there. I love that. So I came from high school not wanting to do this, not thinking that maybe I could do this, to doors being open, people encouraging me, people mentoring me, moving along, persevering, keeping my eye on the prize of, okay, let me get this education because I want to take care of me. I want to take care of my children. I I I want to be a productive citizen in this world. And then once achieving that, Understanding that now it's my responsibility to help others. That's fantastic.
0: And do you have a woman? Um, and maybe you do, and you don't want to mention their name, and that's okay too. Do you have a woman that you felt like you've been that for as well? Like, have, do you have someone that you feel like you've mentored or grown?
1: Several. That's fantastic. Several. One one young lady called me last night. I, I was almost in tears. She says. She says, Dr. V, you have been like a mother to me. Just thank you for helping me. Thank you for being there. You know, she just went on and went on. And she says, I don't know how I would have made it if I didn't have you to confide in. Because that's the other thing. When when we talk as women, Mm. let's keep that confidential. Mm.
0: That's a really great one, too, because you need to feel like you have people to talk to that aren't going to go tell that story to their best friend. And how can you yeah, keep it confidential? I think I'm learning in the world of just um, especially with helping people is just say less and listen more. Um, Number one, say less to everybody, but also listen more. I think. Asking questions yes. and then just listen. Yes. And that's most often what people want. They want yes. you to f- feel like you're interested. Exactly. But also, sometimes they just need to talk to someone. Right. Uh, we often will come home, me and um, my founder's wife, Natalie, talk okay. often. Uh-huh. Um, you know, she's, it, we always joke, she's the wife wife and I'm the work wife. Okay. And so we'll call each other, maybe yell about <laughs> him right. or something. Yeah. But just supporting one another and being, it, it. and then she doesn't go tell him what I'm right. saying and vice versa. Wow. Right. It's really just we can support one another and, and have that nice relationship together. Right. And I think it's just really important to it have is. that.
1: It is. You always need that. It is. Having so, mentored from here to there. From here to there. If you're here is the same here as it was last year, you're stuck. stuck and we need to take you there. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic.
0: <laughs> and I love, and I think it's actually, um, I don't know, uh, for the audience, we have, and you'll have these too, okay. uh, at the end we have quick, what we call quick, quick response questions. There's okay. a buzzer involved even. Okay, um, oh boy. And, but that's one of them is, what's the t- what would be the title of your biography? And really? I think you just answered it. So. Oh my goodness, look at <laughs> so that. So you're good, you won't get buzzed on that one. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I feel like same thing, you've kind of touched on some of these. Um, when you began your career, mm-hmm. um, probably even you know, early on career, urban league career, whatever, you, whatever point you want to take it from, mm-hmm. uh, did you think that you would be where you are today and doing what you are today? Or is this a different outcome than you expected back then?
1: I don't know if I knew my destiny. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure if I knew my destiny. I just knew that I wanted to be in a position or a job that would enable me to help others because I understand what struggling is all about. Um, I understand, for instance, I donate to Sojourner Truth House. That's mm-hmm. a, uh, a home for women who have endured d- domestic violence mm-hmm. or who have children. That's just dear to my heart. Yeah. So I knew that I would be in some type of, should I say, student, adult woman focused area. Mm. I didn't know what that was. I've taught at the university level, you know, I've, I've been in the secondary school level, but look what happened as I continue to pursue my goal. Now I'm the president and CEO of the urban league and I can cover all of those areas.
0: Yeah. It's so important. That's fantastic. I love that. Um, so it's almost like you, Probably didn't see where you'd be today, but you ended up in what you wanted to do. Yes, and it's a perfect flip. It is um, kind of full circle. It is you did exactly what you were hoping to do. Yes, Um, tell me a little bit. So we, I, um, for the new year, kind of revamped some of these questions. I think it's always good to keep things fresh. We used to talk a lot about work-life balance, and I think, um, and maybe it's more kind of my community, but Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, women overall and a lot of just community in general have almost tossed out this notion because I think um, back in the day it used to be there's no such thing as 50-50 and then I think we almost went too far the other direction where it was like oh you have to relax and calm down and don't work (laughs) too much and you should stay home and be a mom and it goes back and forth a ton and I hate it. Um, So really what I want to focus on is a little bit of different, so more of your work-life relationship. Mm -hmm. How do you create um, a relationship with work that fits well into your life? Mm -hmm. Um, are you someone that is always on always kind of working and you like it that way? Mm -hmm. Or do you create some boundaries and balances within that system and that relationship with your, your career?
1: Well, Jenny, that's, that's a complicated uh, question. Mm -hmm. Most of the time I'm on because people are calling me because they have a need
0: and, it, and I can't imagine that's an eight to five. It's probably
1: you're always on because it's always on. Exactly. And you're always needed. There's an emergency. Mm-hmm. Somebody's child is struggling in school. I can't pay my rent. Um, I don't have any food. Wow. Um, you know, when people call my office, they call because they have a need. It's a real issue, yeah. It's a real mm-hmm. issue. We partnered with Strack and Van Tilz and we gave out $50. Uh, Strack and Van Til gift cards during the pandemic. Wow! So when the world was shut down all around us, my secretary and I, we were in the office because we were mailing gift cards to people whose jobs mm. was just shut down totally. So most of the time, in answer to your question, my cell phone is on uh, 24-7. However, last week, my husband and I went to Orlando. Okay. So little getaway. It was a little bit of business and a little and a little bit of pleasure. Okay, good. But you have to determine how you're going to shut down in order to should I say refresh? Yeah, what's going to work for you? What what's do you the, need to do? Is it just a little, a little
0: step back, or is it like full disconnect, or what does that look like? It's, yeah. it's a
1: little step mm-hmm. back for me. Okay. I get my, my nails done, my pedicure, you know. It's, yeah, I go buy so that makes cur- you feel good. Right, exactly. I go do some of those things, and then I sing. I, I enjoy, you know, my spiritual life is there, so I pray. So okay. Those are, those, and I get a massage, you know. So those are the things that help you feel like yes. you've stepped away and you've gotten a break. Yes.
0: That's really good. And do you make sure that you do that on a regular basis? Do you have a sort of system that says, I get a massage once a month, I get my nails done once, month? I'm not there
1: yet. I I need to be better about that, too, and I'm I'm struggling with it. I'm struggling. I'm not there yet. I just have to build it in. You know, we know when to get our nails done. We know when to get the pedicure, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm
0: like, I'm like, Ooh, Right, we exactly. Go go? Yeah, exactly. We know if I look go. ratchety, I'll go get we those We get done. our
1: hair done, but the massage, I need to build that mm-hmm. in more. And the getaway, the little getaway trips.
0: I agree, 100%. (laughs) My last little getaway, it's only been a couple months now, same thing. Usually towards the beginning of winter, I like to do a little something somewhere warm. And my husband and I went to um, Florida, and I had massages done. Yes. And... So I got both. Yes. I got the getaway and the massage. Yes. But then the masseuse was like, you know, rubbing your shoulders. Right. And she's like, you should have a massage like every, every other week, right. if possible, at least once a yes. month, you're a mess back Because here. they feel it. Yeah. They feel, they feel it. And, and, and we're laying, like, oh, that feels so good. And they're and, like, you're messed up. Right. You know? And they're like putting their, <laughs> <laughs> their elbow on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're really tense <laughs> and right And this lady's, you know, 5'3". She's <laughs> a little tiny thing. She's trying to like step on my back. back. And at some point, you're like, okay, this kind of hurts." a little bit but yeah we need to build that in okay i completely agree i think that's a really smart thing um and it doesn't who cares if you're a man or a woman but yeah just really just i think women do as you mentioned we tend to be white while so often it's the guy is the caretaker right um and this isn't everyone don't come for me anybody but i think there's so often times where The women, yeah, they work, they come home, they help with homework, then they make dinner, then they have their own stuff, like their own homework or their own things that they need to accomplish, and then it's time to go to bed and get up and make breakfast and coffee and get everybody to school and all, and it's just, you don't ever take time to step back and pause. And I think the average, especially the average single mom, but the average mom in general just has... And an obnoxious amount on the plate on a regular day. If you add in school sports or anything else, it just goes nuts. It's crazy. Yes. Yes,
1: but we get through it. Yeah. Because... Because God built us
0: in a way that in is a way that's just, just phenomenal. I agree. I, it's so funny as I get older and I learn more about managing people and about yes. um, just learning about different people and who they are and how they what makes them tick. Yes, I guess. and and you know I took over operations here in March, so I've learned a ton. Of course, in the last uh-huh. year, easy to say I'm not in the same place as I was last year because let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> but even and learning from our founder Chris, I think he he just says you know I have women that help me run my life I have women that help me run my company and the reason why is I that that I don't even know what it is we're built in this weird way where we can put more on our shoulders than any species or anybody else in the world and and we he, make it with look a good. a on. Yes! yes. <laughs> and we giggle through the whole thing and we're just like, you're good, you're good, I'm good, exactly. we're all happy. And it's incredible <laughs> yes, it to see whether you have yes. seven kids or zero, whether right. you have four degrees or none, That's women right. are just these powerhouses yes, of organization and accomplishment in a single day. That's right. A completed list for a lady That's just
1: right. It's insane. And that's why we have to encourage each other yes. as much as we can.
0: Don't be jealous of your Don't friend that just dropped fifteen pounds, let right, her be exactly. fabulous. She's fabulous. You're fabulous too. Right. Support exactly. her and then she'll support you right. back and you're exactly. gonna both come out winning. That's right. I think you're right. I think supporting one another is something I would love to see in our community. I feel like in the whole world we've yes. divided over the last few years, we've right? Happened. On every yeah. subject that exists. True. How do we create that comeback? And I think we could be the leaders in that as well. Yes. Women could lead that right. by supporting one another a lot mm-hmm. more than we do. Yes. And you see some of that, mm-hmm. I think we see some of that through any women empowerment stuff in our yes. communities. Mm-hmm. How do we tenfold? And I think it really is up to each and every one of us yes. to do little things, whether it be with your friends, your family, your siblings, exactly. uh, your coworkers, yes. the people in your community, volunteer, get to know them, ask them questions, support them however you can, and they'll support you and back. And you
1: do that, you do that. I with hope so, I'm trying. I I'm I mean, hoping. really.
0: Oh, you know it's why the event stage. started in the first place. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. It's all about supporting each other. Mm, it really is. Encouraging each other. Mm-hmm. Because we never know, really, what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. Everyone you don't know anyone's has, journey or story. You don't. Then why you, really you think don't. you can guess it, it's almost always 180 from what you think. Exactly. Yep. Because some people think that I graduated from high school went to a top 10 college in all this, that, and
0: all the stuff And and to where you are now you would assume
1: right you would assume, you would assume that right. but then you learn your
0: journey and That's just it. reading a little bit about you online prior to this interview and what I knew already combined I think taught me that too is Holy cow, the scenic route, as you put it so perfectly, <laughs> uh, again, I will say, yes. um, is something that people don't always expect because it's always this jaded sense of, oh, well, you had kids early, so right. you just can't do anything. And right. it's just not true. Not and true. if we can support one another through that, then that's even l- more false. That's right. And you get more of an opening. And yes. I think that's exactly, I love having, you know, we started the the event thus then the Uh podcast Uh all based on exactly that. I kept meeting these badass women and I would come back to this office and be like I met this person and this person (laughs) and this person and our founder's just like girl how do we harness whatever
1: that is you know what I mean
0: because it is really cool to just meet new people and see and they and we can inspire each other exactly. and that's what I love about what we're building here, exactly. what we're building in our community, and what exactly. you're doing in the Urban League. is just that support for people.
1: And the Urban League, uh, it was founded back in 1910 by a white woman widow and a black male. I Can you imagine that? At people's like, heads 19- probably. <laughs> in full circle. Right. Pe- people don't know that sometimes. They don't know that the Urban League was That's founded fantastic. by Ruth Baldwin. She's okay. a widow of a A railroad uh, person. He owned the railroad. Okay. And um, Mr. Haynes, black man. Wow. So we have. And they came together. They came together just because there was a need. Because there was a need. She was interested in the social concerns of the community. Mm. Can you imagine? A white woman and a black man coming together in 1910. No. No. The answer is no. <laughs> no. But that's some history that sometimes people don't know. Oh, you how know, phenomenal. If, yeah, if you Google it, you'll see the whole, oh, all I'm of gonna that. to research
0: this so much yes, more. That's go, fantastic. Exactly, exactly. And it's so... It's inspiring because it is. It was probably so taboo. Right. And they both said, "And we, and
1: we don't care. We don't care. We're, we're here we're to going make a change." To do this. Yeah. So when I'm talking to students, sometimes I say, "You know, how many of you heard about the NAACP? Some hands will go up. Okay. What about the Urban League? A Few hands will go up. And I say, if you ever watch some of those um, scenes on TV where you see people marching, usually that's NAACP. Okay. Usually NAACP is in front. Urban League is behind the scenes." teaching you how to put your resume together. Mm. Urban League is behind the scenes teaching you how to interview for a job. Urban League is behind the scenes. I mean, we're powerful because both the Urban League and NAACP were formed, founded for a purpose of helping African Americans move forward and all other uh, agencies, but the NAACP usually are the ones that are doing the demonstrations they are doing more of the, should I say, if there's a lawsuit of discrimination, mm-hmm. they're doing that. Whereas the Urban League, we are trying to make sure you are able to go out and survive in the community, whether it's educationally. Almost getting
0: ahead of all that to say, jobs, let's take care housing, of housing. early often. Mm-hmm. There you go. So smart. That's fantastic. Um, okay. Are you ready for the quick response okay, questions? Okay, I'm ready. Here we are. Oh, we let go. me get the buzzer. Hold on. You have a real buzzer. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) So if you take too long to answer the question, you'll hear this. It's pretty harsh and kind of kind of mean. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So these are fun. But um, would you rather go into the past? And oh, for the listeners, these are new. So if you're <laughs> used to all of these questions, get ready. Because they are not the same as normal. They are a bit different. I've changed them up a little bit. So um, would you rather go in the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great-great-grandchildren? I would like to go in the
1: past. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and And my ancestors. Just because you don't
0: know any of them, and you well, you've got grandkids already.
1: I have grandkids already, but I but I believe we should always tap into our ancestors. We we should always talk to Granny and Grandpa because they have so much wisdom. Sometimes we push our elderly aside. Mm -hmm. We don't hear from them, but if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. So let's talk to them about quite literally, yeah, those foundations. That they stood for so that we can grow more the past is coming because we're going to make it come but i want to go back in the past and just talk a little more with the ancestors i love that
0: okay would you rather meet george washington or the current president
1: i'd rather meet the current president
0: what woman would you want to have on your side in a battle royale so battle royale battle to the finish oh my goodness
1: I have a list I don't know you know I'll start with Michelle Obama (laughs) oh good one Oprah love it and Beyonce okay yeah those are
0: like queen level answers right
1: right off the bat, Coretta Scott you know okay start pulling some some Terry McMillan and her writing and her book oh
0: yeah that's a good one okay um would you rather everyone in the world was smarter or nicer? Nicer. I thought you might say that.
1: Nicer.
0: Just be a little more kind. I think yeah. we we have the world at our fingertips with the internet. We don't necessarily need it. But if everyone would be kinder, we'd all be better off. I you think.
1: could be smart and crazy mm. and rude.
0: Oh man. And no one and no one cares how smart you are. And no. it never gets used because exactly. no one wants to be around you because right. you're terrible.
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um as we mentioned, what would be the title of your biography? From Here
1: to There.
0: Yes. <laughs> you're, you're definitely the first guest we've ever had that already answered it before we ever asked. And it's so funny. I this is It's one of my favorite questions, and it's one that I didn't take out when I revamped these yeah. because it's just so fun. But you're the only one that's ever just already had the answer. Um, what's your favorite month of the year and why?
1: Uh, February, because my birthday is February 2nd. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, next week. <laughs> Happy early birthday. Thank you. It's Black History Month, and I just think we need to recognize that more. Good. I I would say Christmas. I would say Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and all of that, but I'm going to yield to the month of February.
0: Love that. Perfect Valentine's answer.
1: Day is in yeah, February. Yeah, you know, love. Love, right.
0: We're getting through winter. Exactly. It's not over yet, but that's like usually right. the worst
1: is. Exactly. It's a good one. Now, the older I get, I'm going to have my birthday in June or July because I want the warm weather.
0: Oh, yeah. See, and same thing. Exactly. Same with being 41 forever. You can yeah. also move your birthday when you exactly. want because that's just what happens. That's right. I feel like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 40... At 40 is when you get to decide when your birthday is. True. Like, then you can just say, and I've decided it's now in June. That's right. That's right. That's right. I love it. Um, What superpower would you most want if you could choose only one? Superpower.
1: To be able to heal people.
0: Ooh, good answer. You are setting the bar high for these new <laughs> questions. People are gonna be mad later. Um, would you rather make a phone call or send a text? What person are you? Phone call
1: always Let's
0: talk. I love talking. Also, how much easier it is to call and say, Hi, three questions, one, two, three, versus boom, boom, like texty, text, text. And I can text pretty fast. I'm not, you know, that old, but like, I I just feel like calls are more personable. You can pick up tone, you can pick up a voice, you can pick up any changes in that, and it makes me happy. I love that answer. And last but not least, would you rather be a kid your whole life or an adult your whole life
1: and why? Can I be both? No. <laughs> I don't like this question. <laughs> well, you know, being a kid my whole life would be fun because there's some fun times that you have mm-hmm. as, as a kid. But being an adult your whole life, you can help the other children as they come along.
0: Oh, that's good, too. Yeah, that's a good point. Oof.
1: You didn't even have
0: to hit the buzzer. No buzzer. No buzzer. You've done it officially. Is this your first podcast? My first. Okay. Well, you've successfully <laughs> completed it. And is there anything that we didn't touch on that you want to tell our listeners? Um, any big thing? You know, you are the February episode, if you will. So is there any big, um, big hits coming in the, in the co- next couple months outside of your birthday? Obviously, we know right, that. Right. Um, is there big events you want to shout out? Anything for the Urban League that you're working on that you want to shout out?
1: Remember the scholarships. Mm. Go to our website, www.ulofnwi.org. You you were in here for like four minutes in
0: our office and already told one of our team members about one that she could apply for. So it sounds like there's tons.
1: There's money. There's money out there there. if you live in Lake Porter or LaPorte counties. You can apply for the scholarships. The other thing I want to send out is the Diversity and Inclusion Symposium Mm. that's coming in May, May 17th. To Valparaiso uh, University the other thing I want to share is, is later office in October uh, will be the, the annual scholarship fair and the diversity and inclusion awards luncheon and that's where we're looking for organizations or people nonprofits for profits that we can give an award to mm. for being proactive in terms of increasing the awareness in their um, Organizations in diversity, whether it's in the workplace, community, or leadership.
0: Fantastic.
1: And I think last but not least, let's just continue this year off being encouraging, being more kinder.
0: Kind, yeah, you know, that's the word of the year for me. It's just loving being kind.
1: Your family, your friends, telling them how much you appreciate each other. And
0: let's make a difference as women. Let's, let's just take over. Yeah. <laughs> let's keep it going and yes. take over. I love that. Yeah. We've made such, you know, if, um, I don't remember what it was, but recently I was just talking or listening to some, it was a show or something, and it was kind of flashing back a little bit. And if you think, we have made huge strides as women just in the last 20 years. Yes. So if we've done that, then what can we do in right. another five
1: Especially if we do it together. Doing it together.
0: Yeah. It's key. It's just let's all know that all of us women are on the same side. Let's support one another. Be there for one another. And be friendly to one another. That's important. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, everybody, connect with her online. Dr. Vanessa, you are, Dr. V is your nickname. I didn't shout it out, (laughs) but I loved, I read it online and I was like, okay, now all I want to call her is Dr. V. This is fantastic. (laughs) Connect with them online. Uh, Connect with her online. Go find, um, check out the Urban League website. Check out the scholarships. Yes. Um, check you out. If you yeah, want
1: diversity and inclusion awareness training. Call us. Okay, that one. W- organizations we we've, we've worked with Trade wins, Strack and Bentil, Center for Workforce Innovation. So we we've, we've we've provided those services to those organizations.
0: Fantastic. Well, um, we will be watching you, of course, as you grow and grow and grow. Yes. And we know next year you won't be in the same spot. Exactly. Uh, it's just not <laughs> what you're going to do. But thanks so much for joining us. Awesome. Uh, everybody, as always, please stay tuned. Make sure to follow us, like us, all of those things. All About the Girls, the podcast. You can find it everywhere. Uh, and you'll, we're announcing the event this year's 2022 all about the girls event is being announced soon as well so stay tuned for more guys thank you